Why do I like Impact Wrestling? Like, now this is an Impact Wrestling like show. This is like you and I kind of became like the most niche wrestling discussion because there's Steven Larson's out there who pretend to watch Impact. There's all these people that pretend to watch Impact Wrestling. Here, you and I are actually watching this shit, and it's some of the worst stuff we've ever watched. But we're like pretending it's good or okay. I've been able to find enjoyment out. That's the whole thing. Like WrestleMania too, I enjoyed that because we started off like introducing the whole alternate universe of wrestling. In fact, even though they did that last year, when Tessa was still involved and she was part of it, but like they've been, I enjoy the whole wackiness of it, the whole Southpaw Reach of wrestling kind of inspired take and just the fun they do like toss into all just be like what sticks what do fans like and there are fans like me that just enjoy all what impact does because we remember when it was at its lowest and at least this is bigger at least higher than when it was at the lowest impact ever was. what what is the lowest for you though because you and i have talked about that like i've always tried to pinpoint put that shit on do your put that shit on the hydrate spell from the pride of nola that's new orleans louisiana Thank you so much. I have, look at this cup, you know, this is a big boy right here. Uh, so what are you thinking? Like, what was the lowest part for you? Because I've tried to define it. I've tried to come out and say, like, for me, an obvious low point was the pop TV deal where they went to this, like, they went to this network that nobody even knew they had or had heard of. And then I look at Bobby Roode leaving. I look at Sting, AJ Styles, Bully Ray, like all the, all these talents who had won the belt and then walked away. Green rope TNA is a joke that I always mention. Stand up for wrestling. Like, I remember wanting to like Drew Galloway and TNA, but it all kind of sucked. So, like, for you, when you're comparing today's TNA to the low point, what's the low point? I do think, even though, like, I was a fan of The Rising, I liked the whole stand-up hashtag. I enjoyed Drew Galloway and BDC, but, like, I do think that was the low point. Like, that was the lowest point. Even though they were still selling out, they were still getting big arenas, especially, like, when Gato came in there. Like, go get... What's his name? The fucking dude. That was the Gato, right? I forget his name. Right? Gato's a wrestler. Big factor. Yeah, Gato is a wrestler. It's the other guy, the uh, ICW guy who was big and popular and had the whole storyline with uh, uh, Chelsea Green when she was the hot mess. Sounds real popular. Yeah, Grado? Yeah, he was. Uh, Grado, that's him. Grado, not Gato. Yes, Grado. Doesn't matter. Got the R. Same fucking difference, yeah, but at least he was not as popular as Gato. Gato is at least popular. And New Japan next to him, right in the show, but yeah, Grado. He was least entertaining. He did help Impact, I think, because like the internet and everyone was a big fan of him. But that was, nope. I think, the lowest point Impact was in. And it, was see, after all the other stuff going on, Green Rope TNA, we have stand-up for wrestling. Well, and even the generalization. We all loved Grado. Like, nobody liked Grado. I think there is a pocket of Impact Wrestling fans that do enjoy that kind of stuff, that like the Grado. Like, I didn't even mind... Like, Rockstar Spud was a better version of Grado than Grado was, because even Spud was, like, a small guy getting into fights with uh, Tyrus and EC3. Like, that's – at least that's a little more believable. He looks like an athlete. He was still silly, and we never thought he had a chance of winning anything. I, I liked that stuff a lot more than the Grados of the world who come in and they don't really know what they're going to do with them, so they have, like, weird matches against Al Snow. Whoa. Like – the rivalries that they would pull out of their asses sometimes really make me believe that, ah, oh, man, like that, maybe that was the worst part of Impact. But I'm even reading in the chat, this might be the worst era of Impact right now. Like, we're in an era of everybody leaving, nobody sticks around. Like, I like even Josh Alexander winning is kind of a sign that, you know, Brian Cage left, Tessa left. Like, everybody leaves Impact Wrestling. It's not like there's this huge line of people trying to get in. 
Impact is so desperate for like, Kazarian wants to do a match here. That's fantastic. Like, when you look at the guys who leave the NWA, this was kind of the, they're still in the same tier as the NWA. They're not AEW. They're not New Japan. They're not WWE. Impact is on this low tier when just a few years ago they were the tier behind WWE. That's true. Like, it's because the whole downfall from the whole green rope era with the whole stand-up, I think that that was, like, what's got us to where we are now, which is this low point. But it is starting to get up, I feel. Because we are building up these stars, like Josh, like Speedball, like EY that's still being used, but we don't know where the storyline's going to go with the whole VBD with Joe being gone. But hopefully Joe does kick out cancer. We can bring him back and have this big return for the monster, the real, true monster of all monsters. Like, and, and yeah, I think if you watch Impact every week, you are rooting for these guys. Like, I think you and I, like, when Deanna won Diva of the Year last year, it was because we were watching every week, and her compared to Britt Baker, her compared to Riho, her compared to Bianca Belair, like, anybody that we would stack her up against, week to week, I was thoroughly enjoying Deanna Parazzo much more. Like, I thought... Her matches were fantastic, her storyline, that whole gimmick of the virtuosa and just her entrance and her, the music and all of it felt so well put together. And I thought, wow, how is no one else enjoying this? Like even in the chat, like uh, Josh Alexander might be the most overrated non-draw, you know, like, yeah, he's a really good in-ring talent. He's great on the mic. Everything about him is like this. He's like Ricky Starks. I'm checking all the boxes. I check all the boxes. But there's still something missing there. Something is still not clicking. And I don't know. When I'm trying to get people to watch Impact, then what will happen is we will get people to watch Deanna Parazzo. We had a crowd for Hard to Kill, and she kind of let us down. And I felt like once I, sh I kept watching her in the weeks afterwards, I thought, oh, this isn't as good as it once was. So it's so back and forth. Like when you're watching Impact and you're a loyal fan, you have these like beer goggles on where you just think everything's awesome. Impact is the greatest. Why would I even doubt that this is the number one wrestling company? But just being like involved, now that I watch a lot more AEW and a lot more, I'm, I'm probably watching the most AEW out of all of the products right now. I think an impact is the worst, like by far. It might be like, at least that's on every week that you just watch on television. It is the lower tier. AEW is least entertaining. Even the Rampage is kind of they don't care about rampage they don't care about dark dark elevation right it's like dynamite's their only show they care about and they always give the women the worst slot of the night being that 9 30 slot where it's dead and no one cares <laughs> they've been getting a little better I, i'll give them a little credit like because wwe just did that same thing to the women on raw like they threw them kind of after seth and riddle after the judgment day like after all this exciting stuff and then it's like oh my gosh what else is left Oh, good women talking about ladders. It's at least they're doing a little bit better than AEW, where it's just the one women's segment takes up that 9 to 9.30 spot all the time, especially having, like, Paige just be all rusty, mess up the cues, mess up the time, and only having Tony and D-Blay about, like, 9 minutes, where they yeah. could have had, like, even more time. They could have had, like, 16 minutes. They could, like, cut down the whole promo, have it be a backstage shit just to set up for a Lumberjack match and give... Tony and Serena Deeb a lot more time because that's what they need is to focus on the women's wrestling. Tony, focus on wrestling. They were trying some things. I got to give Tony credit. I think they were trying like impromptu WWE style television where they were, anything can happen on an AEW Dynamite. Like setting up Lumberjill matches, Daniel Bryan having matches with, with 
Daddy Magic. Like, just, you know, hey, w- w- this show is, is crazy and wild, too, like WWE. Because my biggest uh, c- uh, kudos, my biggest compliment to AEW is that they booked the shows in advance. Like, I love that we can look on, mon- like, Monday, what's happening this Wednesday. And they have a whole list of matches. They have segments. I don't like when they say, Ricky Starks in action. Like, I don't like when they tell you a squash match is happening. Like you can do that on like dark elevation. Like you, could, if if you put up a thing like Sting is in action, I don't care who Sting's wrestling. I might check that out just because it's Sting in action. It's like a live event. You never know who they're gonna face. Like when I went to uh, the, the whatever that wrestling was here, it just said Carlito in action. Who knew he was gonna fight the Blood Hunter, dude? Gino, stop looking like a uh, more pale than usual. Gino, they're saying you're not looking good. Are you getting outside at all? I am getting outside again. Today was a decent enough day, you know, looking forward, being hopeful for the future. But again, looking also forward for another job opportunity if one arises that I could apply to. What happened? Yeah, so you lost that job last week. You and I chatted, and you didn't let let it on at all that you had called out. You didn't tell me, like, hey, I'm already done with this job. Or, hey, I'm having crippling depression, so I can't go to work today. You held all that in, and I had to find out the next night from Kevin live on the whole fucking show. Everyone should go listen to that. It was hilarious. Uh, So what's happening, Gino? How come you one day in, and then it all fell apart? It just did all fall apart, but yeah, then I went for a job review last week. They said no, but I have this other job review I had today. Haven't heard back if they say no or yes, <laughs> but since I haven't gotten a response, that might be a no, so I'm just going to keep looking for a next job to apply to but, and but, hopefully set another dude. But why the, why the no show? I know you were having like anxiety, but aren't you worried about like your mom kicking you out? Aren't you worried about the more negative effects that would come post not having a job? I kind of worry about it now, and that's why I am like working harder to try to get another job and remembering this feeling so I do focus on that instead of the crippling anxiety and depression that I had that one day. Yeah, like you got to push that shit to the back of your mind. Like, because, like, like I said on the whole fucking show, like crippling depression and anxiety. How about having a four year old in there that's depending on me? I have a. Put that shit on! Thank you, Tyler, for the AB spell. Like, I got the kiddo, I got the wife, I got a new kid coming. There's a lot to be worried about, Gino. I moved everything into, this is, I'm in the garage right now. This is the new garage studio. I've only been in here once or twice for some, last time I was in there, there was a hornet, all right? Everybody likes that episode of the hornet. There was a hornet crawling on the wall and I had to kill it in the middle of a discussion. Oh, Thank you so much, Mega Fury, for the mandate spell. Because, yeah, I'm looking around like, like, this is the garage. Like, we're changing things. And I put this all up. I moved everything in here this weekend. It was crazy, dude. So, uh, but so yeah, you have to get that job. You have to begin your life. Anxiety is going to always be there. You're always going to be stressed about something. You're always going to be worried about something. Uh, man shit is just getting over it, pushing that down. I had a terrible day today. I was, and, and I don't even know why. I, I was, I had a pretty good day at work. Uh, I didn't make it to the gym because I was like I was tired this morning, which that made me. That's why I was so cranky. I was listening to emo music all day, just really feeling self defeated. But you got to keep going. You got to keep working, dude. So I'm very. I'm glad you're still looking, but I want you to keep that in mind. What's scarier than work is being kicked out of your house. You still live in that cube. You're in the cube. It's time to get out. I am going to try to be getting out or at least having that time period for work where I am out of this cube and out in the public again, being a normal functioning member of society. You can do this. I know you I know you can. I know it's been a long time 
And I, I was loving that in the in the Discord, like, you didn't tell me at all about this whole no job thing. And on Wednesday, I kind of was scrolling through. You were, like, happy to not have a job. You were watching wrestling. Uh, did you watch the new My Hero Academia season six? I haven't been caught up on My Hero. I've been catching up a little bit on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because I, I missed this whole series. You right the that's face. been what I've been caught up Florida boy, welcome to welcome. I hope everything's okay with that hurricane out there, my guy. Uh, so, Gino, this Friday night, though, this is our weekend. It typically, last year, I was furious with Impact Wrestling for letting AEW bully them into moving their pay-per-view from, like, what was it, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central. They were like, oh, well, there's, a, there's an episode of Battle of the Belt or some shit or Saturday Night Dynamite. We better move our biggest pay-per-view event of the year to accommodate All Elite Wrestling. Now... Impact just runs their pay-per-views on Fridays. They have this new strategy of going Friday nights. I think that allows them to sell the pay-per-view Friday and then television taping Saturday, Sunday. So that allows them to get their pay-per-view event in, and then they can do like seven weeks of television the next two days. So uh, this weekend, Gino, Albany, New York, I don't have tickets. I thought I was going to go. Not going. I saw that the Royal Rumble was in San Antonio, Gino. I might be heading down to the, to the Royal Rumble uh, even though Raw was so Raw is bad. Okay, before we get into Bound for Glory, the first half hour was all Judgment Day, and I remember this was last night, so I definitely remember this. I flipped over to Monday Night Football because I knew Judgment Day was coming out. I came back for a commercial break. It was still Judgment Day. I came back. It was AJ Styles versus Judgment Day, and I came back another time. I was like a half hour of Judgment Day, like the worst gimmick in wrestling history, the worst stable. They're getting one-sixth of television time. We have to build up for this big I quit match with the actual quitter edge versus the man who's never quit, Finn Balor. We have this big feud going on. We have that feud ender finally. We're going to see where this goes if Edge does finally say I quit like he did to all of us 11 years ago like the piece of shit he is and have Finn Balor go over and help us create this Judgment Day into the Bullet Club, have AJ turn and be a heel. Dude, with Finn. Finn Balor sucks now. I'm like, I'm seriously like not loving this not loving Finn Balor anymore. His facials are the worst. How come Dom also has a purple handkerchief? Did they all stop at the corner store and buy handkerchiefs for $1.99? Why is that part of the gimmick? You don't need purple. Just do the black. It's fine. They want the handkerchief just to remind everyone how great Brody Lee was because Brody Lee was the big man with the real handkerchief that we all remember and all. That's respect. not why they're doing it though. Like I understand, like as a as a niche wrestling fan, that's like, oh, what an homage to Brody Lee. No, it's definitely not that. It's definitely well, you can't wear all black. Everybody else wears all black. Let's throw purple. We could sell some shirts with purple. And I thought Triple H was supposed to come in here and fix some of this bullshit, you know. Raw's worse. SmackDown's fantastic. Raw is worse. Does Triple H not do Raw? Triple H does Raw. Again, we're all just hoping and looking forward to win this White Rabbit, which is going to be Bray White spelled like reverse with the whole two Ys for White and Rabbit being two A's. We're going to have White Rabbit being made, and we're going to have him take up more of the time. Judgment Day is only going to have like maybe one-tenth of the show, but White Rabbit is going to have 30 minutes of the show every I, week. I don't That's like, what's going to fix it. I don't like The Fiend anymore. Like, 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 it's fun, the idea of him coming back. But then I also remember Alexa Bliss with black makeup running down her face. I remember Randy Orton having another Randy Orton Put that shit on! I remember Randy Orton talking to another Randy Orton with, with black eyes. 
Like, there's a lot of The Fiend that I was watching, and I know Kevin was loving it, Tyler was loving That was the Monday show, Gino. The Wednesday show was me talking shit about The Fiend and loving Kenny Omega. So the more I think about The Fiend coming back, it's like, what's he going to do? Feud with Drew McIntyre? Like, is there going to be something you – is he going to job to Goldberg again? Is he going to try and take – uh, EO Sky under his wing. What, what's the fiend gonna do? That's what we're gonna have to see. What Bray Wyatt's gonna do with this new character and him having more creative control of freedom and not have someone like Vince McMahon saying, "Oh, you're just gonna job to Goldberg because Goldberg's a bigger star," and that him being what kills the fiend was the whole Goldberg feud and the whole like what I really hated. And that I wasn't even though, like I. Oh, good. No, that wasn't that, that wasn't what killed it. I was just saying that under under your your words. I don't know if that's. Like, everybody kind of points to that moment. Like, what? Because they wanted to do Goldberg versus Roman, right? Like, wasn't that the plan? So then Roman bailed. And because they would, like, it, I don't know if that's what killed The Fiend. Because he still had that match with Cena afterwards. Like, he still had a better match than what ended up happening. But it's still, I feel, is that moment. Even even though I don't agree with most stuff he says, EC3 even says, like, that's the moment that made him just hate WWE and, like, just realize it's over, is when the Fiend lost to Goldberg because this genius who has these ideas just gets buried to this old dude who's getting maybe just wants to pay tribute to these old fucks. But again, hopefully, Bray Wyatt comes back and he has his creative freedom. We just get all these genius ideas that Triple H just lets him spit every thought out, every idea out, Pays all the money he needs to. Pays money for this YouTube channel to be taking down everything but two videos. Pays for this whole record label to only respond to people by saying either feed your head or let him in. Having all these things that could all be paid for by Naomi just set up for this big return of Bray Wyatt because it's all Bray's ideas. And and, and we don't know that, but I don't know if that's what the like for me. What killed the fiend was his outfit. That was awful. The clown pants. The lighting was bullshit. Like. Do you think that was his idea? Hey, red lighting. Like, how, we always give everyone credit for their good, like their good stuff. Like, oh, dude, we love the feed mask. We love the song. We love the hurt heel. Oh, but we also, but and then he can just look at us and go, yeah, the pants weren't my idea. Neither was, uh, neither was the lighting. I wanted regular lighting. Um, there was a lot of things that went into the fiend, and we don't know the swamp match that's what ruined the fiend there was a lot that ruined the fiend after that goldberg match now i understand and even the goldberg match after he lost to goldberg he still vanished quickly and it seemed like he wanted to lose the belt so it's not like they buried him like oh he lost and you know he lost because he got beat up it looked like he lost on purpose so you know this is me being psych psychology so i i think what ruined the fiend was his pants this. And I think it's the red light that ruined the feed, if anything, because the whole in Seth Rollins interview, like the whole therefore boss made all this ideas have made this matchup and had the finish be the way it was, but it should have been even Seth said it probably should have just been Bray just murders me, just fucking clobs me down, just beats the fuck out of me and wins instead of just all this shit. Even though if it wasn't for Vince, we wouldn't have had the great call that I still love, even though it made no sense because he's told on like his. Uh, fucking stream, Mr. D.L. Madden. He said that he was forced to say that Bray was getting impaled by the mallet from that one spot. Because the old man's just yelling at his fucking ear to say he's being impaled by it. Even though it's just a mallet which is not to be used for impalement. The spot that I hate, but at least that call 
Well, I will always remember. Do you think so? Goldberg did say, didn't he say in an interview like Malachi Black says, "Fuck sake, where is Jeezy? We need to talk football." Top of the hour, G or Nathan, don't you worry. We're gonna get some football. Don't worry whatsoever. Uh, we will get our football talk in. We're gonna pick Bound for Glory, but I, I have to go through this because I saw this headline. Because um, I heard, so I, I don't know where I saw, it, but let's put it this way. This is Goldberg's words, right? Let's put it this way. I've never said anything that wasn't true in the wrestling business. I'm a talent. I do what the boss tells me to do. I flew to Saudi Arabia, Arabia knowing I was going to lose. Then somehow it changed and the finish was different. And it surely wasn't me because it's an extremely selfish move, number one, to do. Number two, then truly it wouldn't be about the business. It would be about myself. And number three, who the hell am I as a part-time guy to come in here and demand anything? Truly, I mean, I'm not, said Goldberg. So... I believe that because if you are Goldberg, why would you ever lose matches if you're coming in? Like, no, I want creative control, brother. Like, don't you kind of think he did? Thank you, Nathan Weller. Don't you think he showed up to Saudi Arabia to lose the belt? I would think so. Like, he showed up there to lose. He understands what his purpose was, was to help put over a talent. But then to have him just win, I do feel it's their former boss, Vince McMahon, that had that idea. Just like, last minute, change it. Have Saudi Arabia have this big moment where Goldberg wins for the Saudis to be proud. To Nathan Wella throwing some easy spells our way. Thank you, Nathan Wella. Yeah, I, I, I agree with it had to be a change. Like, there had to be a thought of, we want to put Roman in the main event. Who would be a better main event for Roman? We can't have the Fiend lose at WrestleMania to Roman because we, we can probably get to that later on, which they kind of did and they didn't. But uh, obviously COVID changed everything. They must have thought Goldberg Roman was a big deal. And I guess it kind of could could have been at that time. But for wrestling fans, we were we the Fiend was just such a new champion for us and a new idea that we were – Whenever they get behind Bray, they would always pull the rug out. Like, remember, he was the champion, but he was going up against Randy Orton, who won the Royal Rumble. So there was no way uh, Bray was going to beat Randy Orton. And they never really went back to him until the Fiend gimmick started. And even when they did that, like, they they were so wishy-washy on how they were going to have him as champion. Why not use him at WrestleMania in a big spot? Isn't that the, the reason you have two world titles? Like, Hey, we want to have the big flashy good guy moment with one belt. Let's have the heel keep the other. Like that's at least how it was during my my reign of terror era with Triple H, where heel champion on Raw nonstop. SmackDown was a little bit more competitive. Babyface Brock, Kurt uh, Angle was a babyface when he won it from Big Show. Like there were there were levels. You know, there was going to be a baby. The Rock was babyface champ during that era uh, for a minute, and then he turned heel. So yeah, I I don't know why you would pull. You would make that switch, and I don't think that's what really ruined the fiend because there was still fiend after that. We even had, a, I even enjoyed the swamp Bray Wyatt return because I thought, oh, you know what, I kind of like this Bray better. So, ah, whatever, it's over. We missed it all. The fiend's coming back. I don't know if that saves Raw though because I watched Mustafa Ali come out. How come they just don't have him be CM Punk? Number one, like that would be my gimmick for him is just pretend you're CM Punk. Cut promos, put axes on your hands. Do, do CM Punk impression. That would be hilarious. And then with uh, Bobby Lashley getting beat up by Seth, why do you just – how come – so Bobby eats a curb stomp, and then Seth is just after commercial break cutting a promo. Doesn't that make Bobby look like a total bitch? Like, yeah, I had to go to the back to get an ice pack. Dude, what the fuck? 
I mean, they're still wanting to build up because Bobby is the only champion they have right now. It's Seth wants to be champion. He wants to go after Roman. He wants to just have gold. So he does know that after this fight pit match gets this shit out of the way, beats the fuck out of Riddle, he can focus back on Bobby Lashley and beat Bobby Lashley. So he can be the one champion of Raw that we can be happy for, proud of it. Bobby could be going after the world title, give us Bobby versus Roman. But doesn't it make Bobby Lashley look like shit? Like, that was my biggest complaint, was that Bobby Lashley looked terrible because, like, yeah, it was Bobby Lashley looked terrible because here he is, uh, the champion, the big, you know, the dun, dun, wing, you know, with his awesome song, and he gets beat up, and then he's just, yeah, I'll go to the back and get an ice pack. You cut your promo. You cut your promo, Seth. I'll just listen back here. I would have been fucking in his face trying to beat his ass the whole time. That might have been what they should have done, but they had like cut for time, especially because we needed to know when we were going to put in the pre-taped Daniel Cormier promo. So we had like set up this whole shit just to get it out of the way. And hopefully, again, Bobby might even get involved in the fucking Lions Den cage bet fight, fight pit. Because, again, we don't have Thatcher, and Thatcher's still stuck with Noah, so he won't show up and give us a big return. So at least we can do something after the match for Bobby and Seth after Seth beats Riddle. <laughs> Candice LeRae was on Raw. I don't even think they... No, they did. Okay, I, I did see it. I was like, wait, I don't remember this. She looks great, you know. She's joining con Damage Control. Are you excited? You kind of called that. I'm excited for like whatever they will do with the Twisted Pixie when we're going to have her with this big buildup where we're having this whole this big fucking, uh, what's it called, the Star Series War Games match. Where we're going to see four women against four women, and we're also going to see four men against four men. And hopefully... Again, the whole Bray Wyatt, White Rabbit stuff is setting up for like this male stable that we're going to have set up for this Survivor Series, where it might be Joe Gacy, Bray Wyatt, Killer Cross, and one other individual to be able to be part of this new Survivor Series. Team. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Anything with Joe Gacy sounds very mediocre. Like Anything you say with Joe Gacy sounds like, hey, I have a CZW DVD from 2007. Like That's what you're presenting to me, and I don't want to watch that. Like I didn't want to watch it then. I don't want to watch it now. Uh, he sucks, and he ruined the Grizzled Young Veterans. He ruined the GYV. But we're not here for this mainstream wrestling garbage, Gino. Everybody knows mainstream wrestling's stupid anyway. Nobody likes AEW. Nobody likes WWE. We all love Impact Wrestling, which, by the way, I hate. Even looking at this card, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Are you going to watch this live Friday night from Albany, New York? I am going to be watching this live Friday night alongside SmackDown just to see what the last QR code is going to be for Extreme Rules. But I'm just most excited for this entire card. We have some really good banger matches that are just going to be banger after banger. Malachi Black says Joe Gacy can go fuck himself. I don't think he can. He's just so out of shape and useless. He can't fuck himself. He's tired. Okay, Gino. Let's do this, man. Thank you so much. Uh, who is that? That was the real main. I appreciate that. So here we go, Gino. Bound for Glory this Friday night. The biggest pay-per-view of the year for One Impact Wrestling. Uh, we have a digital media championship match. An open challenge, if you will. Now, here's the problem with this Bound for Glory. And there's going to be tons in this next half hour that we discuss it. Um, this thing's not done being booked. I know we got one episode uh, of Impact still. We still have 11 people missing from our uh, our Call Your Shot gauntlet. And now we have an open challenge where we don't know who Brian Myers is going to face. So Brian Myers, the digital media champion, this will probably be on the pre-show. He has an open challenge for his digital media championship. Uh, he's going to win, right? Or like, Because I'm looking at who's in the Call Your Shot stuff. Uh, 
and Rich Swan is in that. So I'm assuming Rich Swan's not challenging him for this belt. Is it Zicky Dice? Is it VSKs? Is someone from the Learning Tree coming back to school? Brian Myers. And that's a good question. Like we also don't know is I don't know if Gujer part of the Gal Collar Shot Gauntlet. I didn't really check the whole. Gujer is department. official. He is official for the Collar yeah. Shot Gauntlet. So he may not do. He they won't have him do double duty. So he won't be going after Brian Myers. So I think this could be the time to take it off Brian. Maybe. The open contract is for Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona beats Brian Myers by Brian just laying down for his major brother, and we have Brian Myers lose to Matt Cardona. Oh, that would be so terrible! Don't you want to see Matt Cardona in the Call Your Shot Gauntlet? Why would he be in the? Why would he settle for this belt? Because he could get this belt, win this belt, then win the Call Your Shot Gauntlet as well. Because he's not at all tired. Because he had the one match he could do double duty, unlike Gucci and Rich Swan. He'll be able to be the man to do double duty, and then Call Your Shot after the Josh Alexander match for him to be world champion and digital media champion to be the digital media world heavyweight champion and Impact would be great. What if it's like a like a like an Orange Cassidy? Can't you see somebody from another company coming in for this or? Like, I don't know, because I don't think it's anybody on their roster currently. I think their whole roster is kind of booked on this show, including their one tag team now. now including Motor City Machine Guns, their last standing tag team. Um, I can't imagine who, who it would be, because everyone else seems to be booked. Like, Rosemary's name isn't listed anywhere. Could it be Rosemary? Like, uh, I guess she's she's in the corner of Jessica and Taya. Like, yeah, who's who gives a shit? Like, I guess Brian Myers, because I see Crazy Steve. Maybe it's Black Taru. Wouldn't that make sense if Black Taru gets this match? Maybe it could make sense for Black Taru to win this, like to get this match where Brian wins again. I have the feeling it's Matt Cardona and he wins, but if it's anyone else, Brian Myers has this match won. I'm picking Brian Myers even if it is Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona sucks. He's not the most professional wrestler. He is just Matt Cardona. Mid-Cardona. We are talking about the most professional wrestler here, Brian Myers, okay? Since leaving WWE, he's probably been like one of my go-to like favorite people. So I, I like Brian Myers. I, I like that he's an impact. He's perfectly placed in impact wrestling. He doesn't show signs of wanting to, I want to chase dreams and go to AEW so I can be in my third stable already like Ethan Page. Like He's going to be great hanging out at impact wrestling. So uh, let's go the other way now. Let's. Let's do call your shot last. Uh, Vex, Chelsea Green, and Durana Parato. Diana Barazzo, they're teaming up against Jessica Havoc and Taya Valkyrie with Rosemary in their quarter. I'm sticking with Vex. I think they can build this whole women's division around these two women. I think Jessica is great, but I think Rosemary and Taya and then like this uneasy trio, somebody can turn on anyone at any moment. I do agree with that statement that we could see Rosemary turn or Taya turn and like they do it all this or Havoc just becomes Havoc instead Jessica in the middle of this match we have like some type of spooky shit that goes on where she gets being sent to the undead realm becomes Havoc but we get as we still have one more episode impact we don't know what's going to happen there uh, so for right now with what we know I would have to agree that Vex has this match one. I'm going Vex man I, even if they change whatever I think Vex has this in the bag I think it'll be an easy victory for, for our friends over at Vex uh, moving on to some more women's matches a lot of women's matches on this event uh, a career threatening match Mia Yim versus Mickey James if Mickey loses she will retire from in-ring competition Mickey James, I don't see Mia, Mia Yim being the one to beat her because Mia Yim isn't sticking around in Impact. I think Mickey has a little bit more 
left to do with Impact Wrestling. She can put over somebody that's going to stick around. Now that I heard Mia Yim is interested in signing elsewhere, why would why would Mickey lay down for the likes of Mia Yim? I can agree with that. Like I would like for Mia Yim to win if she's going to resign. So again, if she does win, that shows us that she is resigning. But if she doesn't resign, yes, I believe that Mickey James has this match won. And we're going to give that big loss to Mickey James to be from Masha Slamovich when she wins the Knockouts title. So, not to jump too far ahead, but I do think Masha could be the one to beat Mickey. They really seem to have a lot behind Masha. Lady Frost was pissed because, hey, me and Masha are the same. Why are you pushing her and not me? Uh, so that's kind of, I think, they're, they're showing a lot of confidence in this Masha Slamovich. Because, obviously, Russia, that's a hot topic. We got our foreign heel Typical Cody Rhodes bullshit. Am I right, Anthony Agogo? So Mia Yim is going to lose. Mickey gets a big win. Because we could also build until Hard to Kill for something like this. Or even just on an episode of Impact. Just a random episode. Like, hey, tune in. This could be Mickey's last show ever. And she gets retired on an episode of Impact Wrestling, which would be, you know, a nice way to go out. The X Division Championship, probably the opening match of this card. Frankie Kazarian, Impact Wrestling Original. Excited to see him back. He's. It's funny that he's full-time AEW, but he's way more spotlighted on Impact Wrestling than he is in AEW now. Uh, so Kazarian and Mike Bailey. There's no way Mike Bailey is losing this belt. Yeah, of course, Mike Bailey has his match one. I'm just really excited for this, where this is going to lead for Mike Bailey. Maybe after the match, Mike Bailey gets just so aggressive, just beats the shit out of Kazarian, and then CD has to come and save the day. We get Christopher Dales versus Speedball at Hard to Kill. Doesn't this all kind of suck? Like These matches have been really easy to predict. There's one match on this card. There's two matches that are hard to predict. Like, that's really – the Brian Myers one doesn't count because that's a TBD. The call your shot, that's an interesting thing to try and predict. And then I think we can maybe make arguments about the women's t title match. But everything else is so fucking vanilla. Like, Bound for Glories used to be awesome. Remember we watched that one in Philadelphia, like the 2011 Bound for Glory, where every match was like a blow-off to a major rivalry? This company can't pull that off. Because nobody works here for more than 90 days. By the time we start to like people, they flee this company in a panic for Impact Wrestling or WWE. And it's unbelievably frustrating. I, like, I don't want to watch this. It sucks. I'm sure, again, what I realize and I've just learned to accept is I just want to enjoy good wrestling. After, again, when I saw live in front of my face Jonathan Gresham versus Blake Christian. I realized this is what I love. I love pro wrestling, just technical and just high fly, just the two contrasting styles, just how amazing they were able to work together. I want good wrestling. That's what we've been getting finally. So I know at least Bound for Glory will give us good wrestling matches like Speedball because they're. But we know who's going to win. Like the best part about that Gresham bullshit is that you knew you didn't know who was going to win. Or did you know Gresham was going to win? I, don't, I always forget the other person you say he was against. Blake Christian, I remember him. Uh, I don't know. Like, I like a nice nameless, faceless match too, but not for my biggest pay-per-view event of the year. Like, you went to a GCW show for ten fucking dollars. Like, yeah, I would like a nice match here. Or there, I loved Carlito and Bloodhunter when I was there live. That was a different expectation than the biggest fucking pay-per-view of the year. And that's what I'm watching. I'm watching the biggest event of the year is supposedly this Bound for Glory, and you're telling me that Mike Bailey versus Kazarian in a match that Mike Bailey's gonna win, or even if he loses why why would he uh you, like these are the biggest this is the biggest show and nothing on this on this card 
has a buildup of like a WrestleMania or even an Extreme Rules. Good God. We've been building Seth versus uh, Riddle for too long at this point. People are kind of sick of it. Even Daniel Cormier said in his video, we're all sick of this. Like, yes, we are kind of. Thank you. So, ah, man, I'm so – because now let's go to the next match, Impact World Tag Team Titles. Honor No More, who's leaving the company against the Motor City Machine Guns. Like, Listen, I think in all honesty, we do know it's going to be Motor City Machine Guns, but you know what? Maybe, just maybe, OGK are going to resign. They just want to have all this news out there to make people think, oh, this could be their last time in Impact. We don't know what they're going to do, but they will end up winning the tag title. So it's like a big wrench in the system. You're like, what are they going to do? They're going to show up on AEW with the tag titles. They're going to show up somewhere else with the Impact tag titles. Who knows what they're going to do? I do think OGK are staying with Impact. No, I think they're bouncing. I think they're out. I think they're NW they're going to NWA. They can even go to WWE at this point. A lot of people seem to want to go there. Uh, I think this is the last time that because I you got to imagine that Canellas is a Triple H guy. Did Triple H bring him in? Isn't he part of that whole era of Triple H runs the black and yellow brand and Canellas wanted to go through there and they called him up to SmackDown because they had a draft and suddenly he was hanging out with Maria and they were doing the Power of Love bullshit. So. I don't, frustrating unbelievably frustrating i'm gonna have to just i'm gonna go motor city machine guns because they they can use the championships they're gonna be around an impact wrestling longer and and more frequently and i think this honor no more shit kind of implodes so because eddie edwards ain't winning later on either so maybe even pco cost the ogk's the belt because pco is the only one that it's been announced has signed a long-term deal Yes, we have PCO and Vince, and Vince is just not being able to control PCO anymore because PCO just wants to fix everything and make this better by being the only baby face of Honor No More to change the system, to break the system that Honor No More, Honor no More was trying to create. So I'm, I'm going Motor City. Are you going to try and convince yourself that it's Honor No More? I know Motor City Machine Guns are going to win. Uh, Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich. Now, you've been paying more attention to the storyline than I have. This has been a fast-forward for me, or this has been a, I didn't watch Impact, I don't care. I think Masha is really overrated. Uh, I don't think her matches are that exciting or that good. Jordan Grace is somebody that they, they have invested a lot of time in, and they really built her up as a believable main event, main event babyface. But now here we are where it seems so obvious that they're going to have her put over the new evil heel I'm going Jordan Grace. Fuck it. No champions are losing their belts on this dumb show except Honor No More. This will be a big match with Jordan Grace, especially after the last event. She had a great match with Max D and Paler, non-binary nightmare. But now we had Masha Slavich have the amazing Monsters Ball match with Alley Catch that I enjoyed. <laughs> it does show like Masha has this momentum. We have the contract signing Thursday night, so we're going to see who really gets that momentum for wrestler math. But right now, I do feel Masha Slamovich is going to win the Knockouts Championship. It's going to be a really good strength contest between Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich. I, I, I think I agree with Nathan. Like This shit just sounds boring and taxing, and nobody knows what we're talking about. It sounds terrible. It sounds like we're booking it in like a backyard. Like We just literally said Masha Slamovich and Ali Catch had a great Monsters Ball. Like As you were finishing that sentence, I just imagined – like, even the most hardcore wrestling fans were like, nobody liked that match or nobody watched that match. Even the people with Impact, I need to cancel my YouTube subscription. I think I'm done. That's how checked out I am on Impact Wrestling. I don't even want to watch the thing that I pay for. 
this and Bound for Glory is what's going to change everything. I'm telling you, we're going to realize just how good Impact is because they're going to be able to give us moments that we never thought we were going to see, like in the Collier Shock Outlet. All these 11 names, we don't know who they could be. It's going to be big surprises all throughout. We could see the Kiss Demon for all we know. And even in the chat, like Jack O'Jill, like he's so right. They're so lucky they have journalists like us to cover this shit, you know. Like that's really how I feel at this point. Like like no one else is talking about this, no one else cares. Even that total nonstop impact podcast. I think they don't even exist anymore. Like it's just you and me who watch the show. I when I'm watching these episodes of Impact on YouTube and they have two hundred thumbs up from Ultimate Insiders, that leads me to believe that there's only two hundred ultimate insiders like there's not that many of us we're in a very very eclectic group they talk about that impact plus subscription where you can still subscribe on their app i don't know who has that uh why are we letting all this talent lead whatever okay main event or second let's call let's do the title match josh alexander's beating eddie edwards right Yes, Josh Alexander is going to have a really good match with Eddie. Eddie's going to prove to us why we should be caring about Eddie because Eddie is still a good wrestler, and he's going to show how important wrestling is, but Josh Alexander will prove that his heart, his spirit is stronger than Eddie's, and he's going to be able to pull out the big W. Eddie Edwards doesn't think Eddie Edwards is a good wrestler anymore. Like Nobody thinks that. Like The American Wolf is dead. Like It's just like a chubby backyarder. Like, like the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. That was my favorite feud, I think, in Impact Wrestling history because Brian Myers was telling Eddie Edwards things they needed, he needed to hear. Eddie, you're pretty much a backyarder now. Like When he said that, I was like, yes, thank you. Somebody's finally saying it out loud because this is Eddie Edwards. He used to wrestle like Kurt Angle or Chris Benoit, and now he's trying to be Cactus Jack. Like, What a drastic change in your career that you start with someone like that has as much athleticism as a Kurt Angle or a Chris Benoit, and now you're just having matches like your Bruiser Brody or Cactus Jack because, uh, well, I'm just going to use a kendo stick. That'll be my gimmick because I can't really wrestle anymore, so my weapon will be my gimmick. I'll be Triple H. This nigga's still wrestling. He is trying his best to show people the importance of Noah because he came from Noah. He is the only Western man that we have besides RVD who's wrestling Noah and is still like a big name to some degree. So we have him being represented, and he's trying his best. But, yeah, he's not the same Eddie like he was back in Noah, but he was back in the American Wolves, and that Dave Richards now has been passing him by. So hopefully, again, this is going to be a good wrestling match. Nope. But it will be Josh Alexander gave the big W for the world. What's your favorite Eddie, Eddie Edwards match? Like, there's just you, you. You keep saying Eddie Edwards is a big name. He wrestled in Noah. Like, he's not though. Like, he's not a big name. Eddie Edwards is the other guy from the American Wolves, and the American Wolves are who are they? Like, they're such a little footnote in wrestling history. They were around. Impact Wrestling when it was on the decline, obviously, when everyone stopped watching it. Like, they were Motor City Machine Guns after Motor City Machine Gun, like, once they left. We have a new athletic tag team. These guys are fantastic. But nobody was watching. Nobody watched their feud against each other. And now, even looking at Impact now, like, what's his... How has this guy been a multiple-time world champion? And he's not a big name or good where, where is he like rank him as far as former impact champions he's definitely last he is pretty low at least for the recent ones because yeah his big moments were his matches with sammy callahan and then his match with yeah. w morrissey which i think was his best match his entire career was him and w morrissey so yes. far at least for the recent career w morrissey but then the sammy callahan match which 
made us all feel sorry for him and want to give him the title run because he deserves it after almost dying by Sammy Callahan. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, that wasn't even a match, by the way. It was just an assault after a match where Sammy broke the bat in the eye. Like, that was such that was just a moment in wrestling. It wasn't even a match. So he's his greatest moment is getting smashed in the face by a baseball bat. Like, that's his greatest moment is Sammy Callahan missing the chair <laughs> and hitting Eddie Edwards in the face with a bat at full strength. So that was his amazing moment. Uh, that was the So that was the last time Eddie Edwards had a great match was when he took a baseball bat to the face in a brawl. That was his second. I'd say W. Morrissey. You even loved his match with W. Morrissey. Just because I like a match doesn't – like, is that my favorite? Okay, yeah. My favorite match was him and W. I didn't love it, by the way. I said it was good for an Eddie Edwards match because they're all so terrible and shitty. His best match is probably Full Metal Mayhem, him, him and – Davy against the Hardys and the Dudleys. Like, that's probably his best moment. That was the greatest he was ever going to be. And that's what we got. And he sucks now. He's always sucked. These Capris. When he went to Capris, he should have known his career was over. Started wrestling in high tops, wrestling in a shirt. Like, he did everything he could to show, like, yeah, I don't really take this shit seriously. Yeah, so at least we're going to have Josh Alexander have a big, easy win, hopefully. But it still will be a good match. But we might have someone cash in to call your shot two years in <laughs> why, a row why do you Josh do, Alexander. You can't just say it's going to be a good match. We like, no, it's not going to be. I'm confident it's going to be mediocre. Like, wouldn't you rather see Josh versus like Speedball or Josh versus Rich? I don't even take a Josh Rich Swan. They set that up like it was supposed to happen. And they were like, no, we're going to do this one instead. I would take a Josh... I wouldn't take a Josh Macklin. I would take a Josh Moose. I would take a Josh Callahan. I would take a Josh PCO at this point. But the fact that we're doing Eddie Edwards is ridiculous. And I don't know if I could say it's going to be a good match. I'm just being optimistic and hopeful that this is going to be a good match. It won't be match of the night again because we also have SmackDown that might have good matches. But right now, this could be close to it because Sheamus, Gunther, that might be match of the entire night. Yeah, and when you're, it won't even, it won't be the best match of this card in itself. Impact this card, there's going to be better matches. I think Mia Yim and Mickey is going to be better than Josh and Eddie. I think Bailey and Kazarian is going to be better than Josh and Eddie. I think Brian Myers versus Fala Ba is going to be better. So any match other than this one has an opportunity to be, to be better than that. Vexed has an opportunity to be a match of the night. So, uh, where's Tasha Steele? She has opportunity to be match of the night. So, Call your shot gauntlet. Obviously, this is the last one. So for those who are unaware, this is a 20 wrestler intergender gauntlet battle royal. So it's pretty much an intergender Royal Rumble. And the winner receives a trophy and a contract that they can invoke any time within one year for a championship match of their choosing. Rhino cashed in to win tag belts. That was stupid. Um, last year, we had Moose win the, win the gauntlet and then ruin Josh Alexander's amazing bound for glory. By cashing in in the same night, so there that has happened. You think it's going to happen second year in a row? Um, I think we're going to have we're going to need some build up. We need we can make a superstar with this trophy. I don't think it's wise to just immediately cash it in again and have Josh beat that person next month. I guess I could see that now. Realizing it, they should just do it again. We should have this be a moment to build somebody up. And I think, in all honesty, with all this stuff we have with Impact Stars and who could really use this, Eric Young is going to win the Collier Shot Yeah, that would be a great pick. Eric Young returning would be amazing to win that. 
because you can imagine him creeping around and coming back to win a world championship match at any time. He had a really good match with Josh Alexander at the last pay-per-view. So I can see that's a good call, Eric Young. He's not on this list. I mean, go on this list that at least Wikipedia has so far. Right now, the list uh, is as is as follows: um, It is PCO, it is Rich Swan, it is Giselle Shaw, it is Heath, it is Gujer, and it is uh, let's see, Bobby Fish, Macklin Moose, Sammy Callahan. So some names that are kind of shocking. I mean, Sammy Callahan. I guess you want to have a main eventer in this match. Just to make it feel more important, you know, it kind of adds to it if you have, like, oh, these guys actually want to win this so they can win some trophies. Um, I don't know, dude. Really not looking forward to this shit. So, let's see. I got a donation, but nobody said anything. It just says an item number. Somebody sent me some money. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea what's happening here. Lu- luxury Lambo at Gmail. What does that mean? I don't know. Who knows who Luxury is? It could be Luxie. It could be Lux. It could be anybody for all we know. It says here, where's my donation? What the fuck? We shouldn't have played a song. PayPal didn't even take any fees for this. I have no idea what happened. Luxie, let me know what you want me to play, and I will play it, my friend. I don't know why that happened. Thank you so much for the donation. It just showed up in my inbox. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Giselle Shaw is Dakota Guy's pick. Are you liking Dakota Giselle Shaw's chances to win this. Has a female ever won this? Not that I can remember. A female has not won this, so there could be a big moment for Giselle Shaw or someone else to have this big moment to call their shot and cost Jordan Grace and Bosch Slam. So maybe this could be out of the catch. Maybe out of the catch is going to sign with Impact and she's going to have this big moment. But she also has all these other dates going on in uh, GCW, and I don't think they're going to be in Albany, so she is not going to be a part of it. Gino, you're stupid. All right, that's what Luxie's, that's what Luxie's donation was for. He wanted me to tell you you are stupid, Gino. There's no way Allie Catch is going to win this thing. It's so clearly Mance Warner is going to win the Call Your Shot gauntlet. He showed up on Dynamite. He's going to win this. Uh, he's going to win another gauntlet because that's what he's all about, light beers and lariats. Um... Macklin's kind of an easy pick, right? Can't Macklin just win this? He's He won that Monsters ball. They have a lot of faith in Macklin. He's definitely a talent that's not going to leave. So I can easily pick Macklin. Bobby Fish, no. Um, Callahan, maybe. Moose, maybe. Gujar, no. Heath, no. Giselle Shaw, no. Rich Swan, maybe. PCO, no. I mean, with all things considered, we have Macklin, who most likely is going to be a top picture. He does not need this. So he might not get it. He might get a title opportunity anyway, like next week. Who knows what they're going to do after Impact. Uh, the fallout from Balfour Glory. We're going to have a great show, hopefully, there, too, where we set up what's going to happen. Set up who the challenger is going to be for Josh. I think, though, again, with all the stuff going on with the whole Dieter, Shin now, also again with Joe being gone, Eric Young, I think, would be the perfect surprise victory for this Call your shot, Goblin, and have hey, him hold what? on to it for that big moment for him to win the title. Thank you, Luxie. There was some first blood for a Bravo spell. I think Macklin's totally winning. He's their top guy. But uh, I'm hey, on their website, what? Gino. Thank you, Luxie, for the gears. So let me go through these names that I haven't seen on any sort of paper. Ace Austin. He can win it. Like, what's where's Ace Austin been at? Put that shit on! Put that shit on. The G spot with an A B spell. Thank you, G spot. Uh, Aiden Prince. Put that shit on. Do your dance, Do your dance. Put that shit on. I don't know who Aiden Prince is. Do you know who is that? I forget who Aiden Put Prince is. Put that shit on. Do your dance, Do your dance. Put that shit on. 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 Put that
put that shit on. Thank you so much. Uh, Gujar's already in there. Black Taru, he's not listed in any matches, but I think he's fighting Brian Myers. Um, Chris Bay, he's not listed anywhere on this card. Crazy Steve's not listed anywhere. Diener's not listed anywhere. EY, who you mentioned. Uh, Gail Kim, she's not really a wrestler. Uh, Heath, we already know who that is. Jack Price, who's that? Who's Jack Price? I don't, I think Jack Price is another job where they have there, like kind of like scum. Bruno Scum used to be. Jason Hotch, I don't know who that is either. These are guys that are definitely on like explosion that are just putting over other guys, right? Yes, we need to have these guys put over this great town like like Sam Beal used to be until he became part of the learning tree. Now he's gone doing indies. John Schuyler is on this website. Johnny Swinger, he's not listed anywhere. Juice Robinson's listed on their website. Kenny King, Killer Kelly, she's not in any matches. She could win the Call Your Shot gauntlet. Kushida, he's listed on their website. Laredo Kid, uh, Maria Canellis, Matthew Raywalt. Uh, well, I mean, these names, these are all guys that can easily come in. Rhino's still listed on here. Uh, Shogun, who the fuck is that? That guy's terrifying. Um, Savannah Evans, Tasha Steeles. There's a lot of people. So Trey Miguel, dude, this is going to be amazing. Can't you? So it's really too hard to pick without knowing the entire list. Now, obviously, that's why there's going to be surprises. Because uh, even a guy like Juice Robinson being listed on their website, why wouldn't Juice? They mentioned on Dynamite that he's a free agent. He lost to Moxley in a minute. What if he goes to Impact, wins the call your shot, and that puts him in line for a program with Josh Alexander or at least gives him some longevity to hang out with Impact Wrestling? That's a good idea. We have Juice Robinson. We have fucking ASOS. We have Chris Bay. We have all these Bullet Club guys coming in here. They take over. They run rough shot just so they could all get throw themselves out for Juice Robinson or returning Jay White. And he goes after Josh Alexander. That would be fantastic. I know that we need more Jay White matches because I haven't. I don't watch New Japan. Has New Japan been good? Gino, you know, what are we building towards with our friends over at AP, uh, NJPW? I haven't been able to like, catch up on like all the stuff happening in the New Japan like as much as I want to. But I believe what we're still staying up for is Jay White defending his championship against fucking uh, what's his name? Fucking Will Osprey. Tomatonga. Tama Tonga, yeah, it looks. I'm on their website. It already looks like uh, the machine gun's already listed on a bunch of stuff. So he's he's definitely going back there full time. Um, Jay White was that strong? So Jay White might be in America. Uh, I don't know what this company's up to. I never know. They have a podcast. They have a schedule. How how is this? It, it seems really hard to follow this fucking show. Like, do people really watch it like every day? How does it work? I don't know entirely like, how it works. Like I didn't really watch all the stuff like I should. Like part of me feels like I should. Like I should watch the Road Two shows. I should be watching Strong. No, but I don't. Like it seems like there could be some entertaining stuff. Like again, with Jay White being up in Strong and having the To Jay show as he does after every post pay per view match that he does. Again, he's entertaining, and like I want Jay to do well. Like I know like Strong's good for some guys. Again, Aussie Open came from Strong. Jay White being now in Strong, so we have potential we have guys we have stars fucking even uh what's the name darren young is still there working strong he's doing a good job i think he's having a good run. Seems fred rosser by the way um i liked when you say i should do this like you know you should have a job and get an apartment like that's what you should do however i agree watch as much wrestling as you can until you get kicked out onto those streets of georgia uh so yeah they have a show on what is it? Saturday, Autumn Action, which I think they did this in Dallas one year, but 
Yeah, Juice Robinson versus Ren Narita, which that sounds nice. We like Ren Narita. Jay White versus Machine Gun versus Homicide versus Wheeler Yuta. I don't know if it's a tag match or a fatal four-way. It doesn't really make it clear who's doing what or who's on which team. It so, probably will be a singles because it's probably for the never-open-way title that Carl Anderson has. But it's still – wow, that's crazy because there's only three matches. Is that how they're doing these shows? Hey, come see three matches at our show. Well, it might be like this show. They might be having like other shows like connected to the New Japan show with that same venue. You just pay for like a ticket. You get all the events at that venue. It sounds awful, dude. I'm just saying. I, I don't know how much more I get. There's so much happening in the world. It's hard to like really hunker down and watch extra wrestling. Even as a wrestling journalist, I have to force myself to finish these fucking Raws. Dude, and Raw is still on Hulu, thank God. SmackDown, you can't download to your device, though. Only Raw. Yeah, that does suck, but you know, again, with all the wrestling we could handle, we're all both really excited for the next battle, right? We're looking forward to the next season of MLW. It's going to be great. <laughs> See, I haven't even been watching that either. Like, there's so many things. I'm not watching all the wrestling that I could be watching. I have really, really fallen apart. I, I'm no longer the, the addicted person that I was to this wrestling shit. Like, MLW was fantastic for me for several months, and I've just completely fallen off that bandwagon. Maybe it is getting a job that I like. It's easier to invest in that. Like, I want to spend more time doing this. Uh, because it's very, very hard to just keep watching MLW or NWA. There's a lot of wrestling out there, and I can't do it. I understand, but that's why I'm going to do the best I can to keep up with all wrestling, Thank to you. let you know what's happening, and all the people that are going to be in MLW, where they're signed there, or just come through that open-door policy they have. Because they, their contracts are the worst, so that's why I just hope and pray Mads Kruger gets free soon so we can show up on AEW and kill everyone because he's the best monster in the wrestling. I even like in the chat, like all of wrestling is at a low point right now. Like It really does feel – football started, and I was watching Raw, and I was flipping back and forth, and I just thought, if you're—I remember when I was a kid, Raw was cannot miss. Raw was—you flip that on and you stay there. Like Raw was fucking great, and even with a football game on, we would we would watch Raw and flip to the football game. Now it's completely different. Now it's like, oh, what's going on with wrestling? I'll just go check over there. Ah, oh, looks like shit. I'll go back to football. I'll go back to wrestling. Oh, this looks like shit. I'll go back to this. Like, they really aren't counter-programming at all like they used to. Triple H wants to think, like, hey, we're doing stuff for the hardcores. But really, all of the shows for the hardcores, if you can't get people like me, who are wrestling journalists, to even want to watch the fucking show. Like, if I'm just some guy. <laughs> thank you so much, an NJPW guy. Like, if I'm just some wrestling fan or some dude who just got home from work, and I'm flipping between football and, hey, wrestling's on. I'll check that out. And you're not even, like, capturing me? That means the person who's not a wrestling fan does not give a shit about whatever they're trying to push on that dumb show. I guess so. But, like, they still are giving to people like me who just want to watch good wrestling. They do give good wrestling matches. The tag team match opening I did enjoy because <sighs> it basically was, like, Finn versus AJ. Finn versus Ray. And then we had Damian Priest, who I actually don't mind, but him versus AJ was good. Him versus Ray-ish. But it was decent enough. Like, I felt like the tag match, we at least have, like, two singles matches all the time. Like, one singles match that can be changed. And so it's, like, Finn Balor having these good matches with AJ and Ray. But, yeah, we had this shitty finish where it's a distraction, which I hate. Dude, but six at least months we did ago, have a good match. You would have hated this shit six months ago. Like, you definitely would have. Like, this is the same show. Nothing has changed. We've had Edge and Rey Mysterio versus these Judgment Day folk. 
we've had Rey Mysterio. Like, we've done this stuff already. Like, all of this has already happened. Like, what was Raw six months ago? Let's take a look at Raw. Uh, Raw results, April 2022. Like, I, I feel here's Raw 25th. Randy Orton's 20th, celebr- 20th anniversary. Like, all of this stuff, it just seems so on repeat. Uh, let's go through this. This actually, this Raw looks actually really fucking awesome. Randy Orton's celebration was interrupted by Seth Rollins. Bianca Belair defeated Sonya Deville in a Raw Women's Championship match. That sounds awesome. Uh, Veer defeated Sam Smothers. I don't know what that is. Uh, Bobby Ashley defeated Omos in an arm wrestling challenge. I don't know what that is. Uh, Akira Tozawa and Tamina defeated Reggie and Dana Brooke. That sounds great. Uh, Becky Lynch and Asuka had an encounter. Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. That's kind of funny that that's right there. Um, Mustafa Ali defeated The Miz. Uh, RK Bro, Cody, and, and Ezekiel defeated the Usos, Seth Rollins, and KO. Like, all this show sounds a lot similar to what we're watching now. But it's always like being irritated. Like, yes, there's low points. There's shit that I would complain about. But I think, like, this Raw, it feels different with Triple H. It feels like there are wrestlers that, again, they're enjoying themselves. They actually seem to have fun. Their morale, you can tell they're having fun. They're actually better than they were before. And all the reports say, like, all this, even though Drew said, oh, no, it's the same. And it probably is the same backstage, but, like, the morale is just up. And everyone's just enjoying wrestling now because people in charge are allowing them to have all this fun and be able to be their characters more and have just good wrestling. I'm not (laughs) just good wrestling. I like that that's everyone in the chat. Like, that's your tagline at this point is good wrestling because it's the same shit. Everybody looks the same. Uh, I don't know who like who's who who's enjoying wrestling more. Who, who are one of these people that? Because Finn Balor looks fucking miserable out there. So who who out there is like you're? Oh, well, I'm loving Braun's work now. He looks like he's having fun. All right, I'm seeing that Braun's having fun. Gable's having fun. He's able to have like this whole video. B two says it's been thirty preview. days. No one has improved. Everyone is the same. Talk about impact. <laughs> Okay, you know, we should be talking about Epic already, but things have been changing. We have Bray Wyatt coming back. That's an improvement. We don't know. Cross has improved because they've been changing up his style, his look. We're going to be looking forward to Extreme Rules where he's going to have this new look as well with the whole glitched outside of him. Maybe it's just black and white or it could be something more with Cross. There are people that are changing and for the better. Fucking Sheamus may only improve in 30 days. We had Clash of Castiles, the most over guy he's ever been in his entire career. So two guys. So you're watching a three-hour Raw, and you name two guys that aren't on Raw. Like so. Yes. Like I, I watched three-hour Raw, two-hour SmackDown. I said SmackDown. I, I like SmackDown. I do. When I watch SmackDown on Sunday mornings while I'm making breakfast, I think it's very good. When I'm watching Raw on Monday nights and then on Tuesdays throughout the day, I think it's the most long, unplanned. And you're talking about oh, people look more enthusiastic. Like who on Raw looks happy? Everybody looks fucking miserable. Otis. Bailey and Damage Control, they look happy. They look excited to always come out there and have their entrances. I think Alexa seems excited like getting more in her character, and she now actually is going to have more characters than just the bland, boring Alexa Bliss that she even calls herself. So we have all these women seem to be having fun, enjoying themselves, being on TV, having these moments. And I do think the Judgment Day, we have all these moments where they do seem like they're just enjoying their character work. Mm-hmm. They'll have Finn, like that whole fucking gift that everyone posts with them all laughing at Clash the Castle. Shows like they were just enjoying that moment. They were just, that was natural. That was their natural reaction to Dom kicking Edge or Amy Mysterio in the balls. No, they... <laughs> all right. 
hey, it's just good wrestling. We, we put a new guy in charge. Everything's the same, but since there's a new guy and uh, Finn Balor's smiling, which he's been he's been doing cringe heel smile this whole fucking time, all right? He watched Christian Cage, the instant classic from TNA as well, all right? He and I both watch that. I could play this character too, and I don't even need the purple handkerchief. So I think WWE can be great. I love watching SmackDown. Like I, I hate NXT. I hate Raw. Um, th- you know, one sixth of the show was Judgment Day shit. Judgment Day is the worst. It is so bad. Uh, in the chat, Riving commercial breaks during matches makes it hard to watch. Great call. Like the picture-in-picture stuff with AEW really does help. At least make me. I know I'm going to watch it anyway because I am a wrestling journalist, but it does help me. Like, oh, it's still going on. I need to. I need to pay attention because if you're telling me while I'm watching it. Like, can you imagine a football game just going to commercial in the middle of a fucking play? Like, no, it would never happen. We have, we, we stick with the fights. Why not do a round system? Why not do five-minute rounds then and put in a commercial break or something? Because the way they're doing it now really does draw you right out of it. I think they don't do that because they remember when they were trying that short time with the two out of three falls matches because the commercial breaks. And they That's knew that that though. didn't really go too well. And no one really liked that for a bit. So you had to quickly pivot away from that shit. That was different though, because that was that was making pinfalls matter less. Like I'm not even saying a round needs to end with a pinfall. Like I'm talking, you have a five minute round. If nobody gets a pinfall, you go to another round. If nobody, like you, you spread it out so that way you can have commercial breaks. Or you can have breaks in the action. But now it's like you, you hate camera cuts and shit. How obvious is it when someone does a tope suicida when they go? Can AJ Styles get back into this match? And they go to commercial. It's like, oh, what's Popeye's going to try and get me to eat now? Like, It's so formulaic. This is all the stuff you were complaining about six months ago. You're the one talking about camera cuts. I mean, I still don't notice what you guys are talking about. So, like, I, 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 I want to like the WWE. I want to like Impact. Wrestling is just in an all-time low, especially when football returned. Kind of made me realize, wow, uh, wrestling is not where it once was. But that's why at least this weekend we have a whole bunch of wrestling to be able to consume and enjoy. We have SmackDown, Rampage, Bow for Glory, Bucket, Extreme Rules, and some GCW events also this week. We have a lot of wrestling people can consume, see all this different content, and see good wrestling. And hopefully one of these shows will have either the best car of the entire weekend or at least have the best match of the entire weekend. That makes you be like, you know what, this is why I'm a wrestling fan. This is and good I'm proud wrestling. to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, I'm just going to remember that for the rest of my life. Whenever I don't this. like the wrestling, I'm just going to say out loud, this is good wrestling. And yes, yeah, we have to stand up for wrestling. We know from Drew, that's what I stand up for. I stand up for wrestling and all good wrestling. I'm agreeing like with Drew Jeezy. Mack. We have Thursday night football, college football, NFL, Monday night football. There's so much football, uh, and I think there's going to be some good football. Like That's what I'm excited about. It's just good football, you know? Yes, we got to stand up for football. We got to stand up for wrestling and good wrestling at that. Like Drew Galloway always gives us his good wrestling matches. Gino, I think we did it. I think we did the flip flop perfectly. I appreciate Malachi you. Malachi Black says Antonio Brown. And we need Antonio Brown to do some wrestling. Uh, I appreciate you subbing in on short notice. Uh, Geezy had some plans. Those plans are over now, so I'm going to tag in my main man, Geezy. You did an amazing job tonight, Gino. Kill those job interviews, though. You definitely need to get a job. Like I know that we play around. You know what? Don't get a job. What am I saying? You don't need. You don't need a job, Gino. You need to watch NJPW Strong this weekend. It's going to be great. Autumn action. I can't wait. 
Neither can I, man. We got some G-Star shows. I can't wait for but this is just going to be an amazing weekend of wrestling. As me as a true hardcore wrestling fan, I stand up for wrestling. I am part of Rising. Hashtag stand up. There will be good wrestling this weekend. I'll be right back after a short break. Thank you so much, Gino.